Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots that we make in order to keep moving forward. But these Thursday releases are a little different. I've recently reintroduced the TGIT, thank goodness it's Thursday, solo episodes. They won't be out every week, but you can expect these episodes to drop at least once a month as a fun update and look into the life of yours truly, me, the host of The Safe Haven. I really wanted to share something that had happened on a walk earlier this week. A friend of mine, a dear friend, I'm going to tell you about her soon. She pointed out how often I used the word intention or intentional when speaking about the decisions that I've been making. Honestly, I didn't even realize how often I was saying intention or intentional, but now thinking back about the conversation, it makes so much sense. So what she was telling me was that she really wanted to take intention and intentionality into the decisions that she's been making and the things that she's been thinking about doing and planning for and how she was going to start thinking about everything that she was doing moving forward with that intentionality behind it. I thought it was kind of cool. So at the beginning of 2021, I had decided kind of secretly just within myself that I wanted to pick a word to carry with me into 2021, as opposed to letting something go or initiating a resolution of some sort. And I chose intention. Intention for me has looked like maybe an inhale and a full exhale before replying yes or no. And when I say replying, I mean text message, email, even verbally saying yes or no to plans, especially when I want to say no. Just bringing an awareness into how a question from someone or an invite elsewhere makes you feel. Do you actually want to take it on or do you not? It's looked like taking big steps and working quietly on things I want or need for myself without sharing them or seeking external validation, which is so new for me. There have been so many decisions and things that I've done in my life that I've constantly been seeking that external validation. I call it external processing. I know that I'm not the one to coin that term, but external processing. You have something that you're going through or something that you're thinking about, and you really want to hear what other people think about it. Generally, your closest friends and family, people that you really admire, maybe a mentor or a coach, a life coach, a therapist, anyone. And you kind of want to run it by them instead of turning inward first. So I've been really intentional about that and really carrying that forward with me. And so far it's proving interesting, (laughs) but also, also it feels really good. It's also looked like taking on projects that I'm actually interested in and then turning down others that don't nourish my spirit. Again, sometimes saying no is hard, but it's proving to just feel good. I know that it's still early in the year, but I'm carrying intention with me everywhere I go, into every conversation that I'm having and into every decision that I'm making. Trust me, I still mess up. I'm still practicing for sure. I certainly still find moments and decisions quite challenging, but loving and leading with intention is so important to me now more than ever. We're entering the second quarter of our calendar year. You know, we've just passed the first day of spring. We've just passed the equinox. And that's why I say it's still early. So I was sending a voice note back and forth with a friend earlier this week, and she mentioned how she had been working in 90-day sprints. 90-day sprints. Okay, so that got me to the core because I'm seeing the next 90 days as a sprint to summer. So without going into too much detail for a variety of reasons, but mostly just because I don't want to turn this into a huge vent session, (laughs) I'm definitely sprinting for summer. (sighs) This school year has provided me with a lot of clarity actually way more than I could have ever imagined going into the school year in September. I'm not even going to talk about COVID because everyone knows that. There's this collective knowing that that is such a challenge to work through. 
I've never identified as an anxious person, but I'm quickly learning that my job has become a massive source of anxiety in my life. And it's proven really challenging this year, this year more than ever, for sure. I'm not discounting the stresses or anxieties that others are going through whatsoever. I'm simply just sharing where I am at currently. And that is in and out of really, really anxious days, even some sleepless nights and just trying to put my best foot forward. Okay, so back to intention for just a second. It's so important to me that I look after myself. And even when I was teaching back in Ontario, there was this feed all four movement that was going through and I thought it was so beautiful. And it was really putting a focus on mind, body, spirit, and emotion. And looking after, feeding all four, really nourishing yourself in as many ways as possible so that you could be your best self. And in practice, for me, that looked like sometimes not taking homework home on the weekends to Mark or leaving work shortly after I was able to, you know, after the bell and after everyone had left and I was able to go home versus staying later into my evening to go out for walks so that I was getting fresh air, trying. I know work-life balance is such a, a term that just, it, it doesn't even make sense. How do you work life balance. It's a sliding scale. It's constantly moving. It's just about making sure that you are feeling supported in all areas of your life. And what actions do you take to to maintain that? But for me, in, in a teaching job, you often feel so inundated with messages and questions and emails and to-do lists. And it goes on and on. Again, I'm not going to vent about this here, but I just feel like if you don't look after yourself, how can you bring your best foot forward in a role that you are such a pivot point for student success, right? And that's why it's so important with teaching high school students in an alternative learning setting that I walk in with intention, that I live my life with intention. Because not only am I modeling that for them, I'm also making sure that I can show up for them in the ways that they need me to. I want my students to feel really seen, heard, valued, and understood. But in order for me to do that, I obviously need to look after myself first. So this is where taking on projects that don't nourish me has become easier, actually, to turn away slowly with practice and saying no to look after myself so that I can actually rest. It's proven to benefit my students and the people in my life because I'm able to put my oxygen mask on first. I know that that sounds super cliche, but think about it. You know, do that first. Look after yourself as best you can before you can look after others because they are counting on you. Okay, side note, voice notes. I was just talking about how I was messaging back and forth via voice notes. How good are voice notes? Have you ever used them? They've been such a beautiful way for me to touch base with friends and to connect. Whether it's iMessage, I know I'm an Apple person. I know a lot of people are switching over. But hey, what's up, Apple? iMessage, super easy to do. What about WhatsApp? Even at Instagram, I know that you can even do it on Facebook Messenger. There are so many different ways that you can just send a quick voice note, not a voice to text, a voice note. So instead of thumb punching out a text to my friends or maybe typing from my laptop, I can simply just speak into a voice note and then my besties and my friends and family members can hear what I'm up to. And I also find that when you're speaking in that moment, you don't have to infer emotion or context or anything like that. You're able to actually share when you're actually being the speaker and sending the voice note, you get to speak from a place of emotion or excitement or what you're going through at the moment. And then the receiving end of that, because I've been on the receiving end of that, uh, is so, so nice. At the receiving end of a series of voice notes from someone that you miss is so beautiful. Okay, for real, feel free to pause this TGIT go send a voice note to someone that you love or miss and then come back. (laughs) 
Okay, missing people. Let's talk about that for a little bit because that's also been something that's been coming up for me. I was such a Grinch going into Christmas. For someone who loves Christmas, everything about it, I was such a Grinch moving into Christmas. And the first week of December, I was writing Christmas cards because I love writing Christmas cards. And I sent out like 43 or 44 this year all around the world to my friends and family. And it just really got me thinking, I'm not going to see my family this year. It was hard to digest. Moving across the country has been absolutely incredible. I've moved around the world. I've lived on the other side of the world for years on end. But it's obviously so different when you move across the country and have the ability to visit your friends and family whenever you want or have people come over whenever you want or whenever they want. It's another thing completely when you can't go safely and don't know when you're going to be able to do so next. That has really been weighing on my heart. And it's part of all of the decisions that I've been making, even moving into the summer, uh, my 90 day sprint (laughs) is like, what does that going to look like? Can I even go home to visit my friends and family? My nephew is going to be a year next month. I'd like to squeeze them and give them big hugs and kisses. Can I do it? I don't know. Obviously, I moved across the country with intention, but let me tell you this, we're not even going to say the C word, has clearly thrown a kink in so many areas of our lives. And I say our because it's everybody on this planet. I've said in conversations and I have posted before about being more of a four quarters over a hundred pennies kind of person when it comes to friendships. I can't take credit for that quote. It's an Al Capone quote, but think about it. Would you rather have four really good friendships or a hundred surface level ones? This is also related to missing people because let me tell you, connections, conversations, and holding space in a reciprocal and supported way from a place of love is what makes friendship so important and so valuable to me. Moving across the country hasn't lessened any of the friendships that I've had for years because I've done a lot of traveling and living abroad in my life, and I really actively prioritize the relationships in my life of all kinds. But let me tell you, during a global pandemic, my new friend Krista has been an absolute blessing to this move here. Krista was born and raised in this cute little mountain town and has added, I I can't even describe adequately in words how much value she has added to my life here and the decision to move. It's just what a beautiful surprise. Our weekly walks and our deep conversations are so nourishing for me and my soul. Conversations. Okay, well, that makes me think of how much I love great conversations or, you know, how important they are. Even just breaching the tougher conversations that we've got to have in this life. When you're on a walk or a long car ride, actually, a long car ride is really good too. Because like you're still together with that person, but it's less confrontational and it's less intimidating to really start sharing or opening up or asking questions. Because instead of being eye to eye with someone, you're side by side. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. It's like less intimidating or less confrontational. I don't know. That's how I see it anyway. And I know that we haven't been able to go on long car rides, but I mean, even with Riley, we have great conversations when we're on a drive. I love it. Okay. I don't know what I just said there, but something that I just said made me think of my current Netflix binge. (laughs) This is us. Oh my gosh. To anyone listening right now who has watched This Is Us and has binged it, I don't really watch that much TV. A lot of people are like, have you seen this movie? Have you watched this show? And often the answer is no. And This Is Us kept coming up in conversation with a couple of my friends. So a couple Fridays ago, uh, two Fridays ago, I guess, Riley was out. He was doing a a side hustle job and I was home by myself and it's the evening and I'm thinking, okay, well, I've got some time. Maybe I'll just watch a show. I'll start a new show. I'll start my own show, one that I can watch just for me. I reached out to one of my ride or die best friends, Jess Lee. I was like, hey, 
You've mentioned This Is Us a couple times. Uh, I've also heard that there's another funny show. I can't remember what it's called. Something Creek. She's like, yeah, Shit's Creek, one or the other. And I was like, well, what's the vibe of them? She's like, they're totally different. One is hilarious, very lighthearted. And the other one can be quite emotional, but is really raw and really relatable, more kind of drama content. I was like, ooh, okay. So I asked myself, what are we up for, Lytle? Let's, let's pick one. I chose This Is Us and I haven't looked back. Season one, done in a week. <laughs> also, just for context, season one has 18 episodes in it for anyone listening. So I thought about this too, because it started with me just kind of deciding to pick a show. So I watched the first episode that Friday night before Riley got home. I'm not going to give too much away because if you have not watched it, go watch it, <laughs> please. <laughs> and then for those of you that have watched it, you know what I mean when I say that at the end, like the last five, 10 minutes of season one, episode one in the hospital, when Jack is looking at his quote unquote twins, right? And there's another baby that's there. <gasps> and then everything from that season one, episode one starts to come together. I was sobbing, 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 like, <gasps> like sniffling, gross cry. And God, it felt good. So Actually, I loved it so much and I really wanted Riley to be a part of that. He actually was getting home as I was just sobbing. He's like, holy shit, what happened? <laughs> I was like, I just finished the most beautiful show and I really want you to watch it. Well, guys, guess what? In that time, I did a quick Instagram poll and I was like, mm, who actually thinks that Riley's going to stick around for this show? It was pretty much 50-50. A lot of people were like, nah, he's not going to be into it. Guess what, friends? 18 episodes in and he's still going strong. Obviously, sometimes he might be playing a, an online poker game or some other random game or looking up trucks on Kijiji or something else, I don't know, on his phone. But he's definitely looking up over the top of his phone a lot of the time. And it's great because he even said to me, can we watch our show? My heart, honestly. So yeah, cannot get enough. Going to dive into season two, episode one tonight. William made me think. I'm not going to say too much about William for those of you that have not yet watched it but are going to start today. William and everything about William made me think of my three safe haven style questions. What would you like to be known for? So if I was to answer that, it made me think a lot about how I would alter my answer to reflect someone who is like William. Because the way that William comes into the scene on This Is Us, you don't really know what to expect. But after a couple months of him living with this family and how he is remembered after he leaves, it makes my heart just explode even thinking about it. Like my heart's already beating more quickly. I would love to be remembered as someone who took the time to listen, took the time to understand, was naturally curious enough to care and to ask questions to, to understand more thoroughly and more deeply. Someone who helped others feel like they were in a space where they could share. I would like to be known as a person or remembered as a person who helped others feel supported and valued, and seen, and heard, and happy. You got to have some sunshine in there. I saw this quote the other day, actually, my friend Heather sends it to me every now and then. Stick close to the people who feel like sunshine. She's one of my sunshines for sure. And I would love to be remembered as someone who feels like sunshine. Oh, how's that? I wanted to wrap up today with some of this week's thoughts. I have had a lot of time to think. Oh, drop my lip chap. I've had a lot of time to think this week. They're kind of all over the place. There's some 
bigger and more important than others, but this is kind of where I've been at through conversations and reading and listening to podcasts and all kinds of things. Speak your truth even when it's hard. There is nothing more readily available than a bar in your earring for any silly reset button. Am I right? Think about it. I had to reset the freaking modem like twice this week. And I just was like, oh, what? What the heck is that small? A pen isn't going to do it. This head massager thing isn't going to do it. A pencil tip is going to break in it. What the hell do I use? Back of my earring. Anytime. Always wins. So if you need to hit a reset button, do it with the back of an earring. Okay. Recognizing your privilege is step one, my friends. And disrupting norms, narratives, and the systems created to oppress and suppress are the key to changing them. I cannot wait for you to hear some of the conversations that I've had this week coming out in the podcast. Buckle up. Ignoring or denying racism is a form of racism. Having hard conversations is worth it. Just because you've known someone for life does not mean that you have to be friends. Someone you met just this week could slot in as your new BFF. Allow the space for it to happen. Next time you feel like saying no, at the very least, take a full inhale and then a full exhale and then think about working towards why you wanted to say no in the first place and if you actually need to say yes. I love and appreciate every single one of you so, so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the TGIT. Thank goodness it's Thursday. If you are able to head over to some platform that you can listen on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, if you're able to follow, leave a rating or a review, that keeps credibility for this show and it keeps me coming back. If you're also listening to really cool podcasts, send them my way. I always love learning. I love listening to new pods. I'd love to know what you guys have been up to. Keep the questions coming because I have a growing list of questions that I'm going to be answering in one of these TGITs. So you have questions for me. There's things that you want me to dive deeper into or that you want me to share. Send me an email at thesafehavenpodcast at gmail.com or reach out via Instagram at thesafehavenpodcast. That is all. Have a fabulous weekend or week or day or night whenever you're listening to this. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I'll talk to you next week.